Hello and welcome to another edition of Fleet Die Hard, an independent view from an independent supporter of all things on and off the pitch at my favourite club, Ebbs Fleet United FC. Um, this is going to be episode one of season four of these that I've done. So uh, welcome to a fresh new season, everybody. Uh, we, we haven't started, obviously, the the campaign yet in, in, in competitive style, but we're just approaching um, friendlies and uh, there's a few few friendlies coming up over the next uh, few weeks. So starting with Friday, away to Punjab United. So I'm sure um, a few of the regular supporters will will be at Punjab to take a look and see some of the new fresh new faces that we've got and some of the ones that we've retained and see what Dennis has got in store for us over the forthcoming campaign. Uh, my intention was to do a, a, a podcast this week. Um, I thought I was going to be coming on here to talk pretty much mainly about the new signings and the retentions and those that we've let go. And I'm going to talk about those. But something probably a little bit bigger has come up. Uh, so to to fill you in, <clears throat> I was invited along. I got I received an email a couple of weeks ago from the club saying, would you like to come along? We want, we want to do a briefing. We want to uh, pass some information on to the fans of the club. And obviously we can't fit all the fans into the ground, into, into one room to do a presentation. So we, we've, we've selected a representation across the board of some of the fans. Um, and, and the plan is to roll out the information that they want to give over the forthcoming weeks. I didn't really think too much of it. I actually thought, okay, yeah, that's fair enough. I'll pop along. It's nice to be asked. It's probably going to be, you know, talking talking about the the future plans for the players and the way we played and what our ambitions are for the forthcoming season. Little did I know um, when I got along there and was greeted by some faces that I'd not seen before who seemed very enthusiastic and shaking your hand and introducing themselves and there was a drink available, you know, and all seats laid out for us all to sit and there was a, a screen for us to look at and I think, you know, it's a bit like being at work on a, you know, when I, when I used to work in other jobs, it looked like, you know, you go to these presentations or conferences and it had very much a feel like that. And you know, I thought straight away there's something going on here which I'm not entirely sure about. This doesn't seem to me to be a, a discussion about stuff on the pitch and how right I was. I'm sure many of you, will, most of you will now know, you will have seen the announcements, you will have seen the social media, you will have seen Kent Online and the club statements and the National League um, discussing what this meeting was about last night. So basically, um, there's plans to, as far as the football club is concerned, so let's talk about how it affect, what's going to happen is going to affect the club, right? So there's plans to basically tear down the old stand, the old club, the, uh, the stadium, and build a, a brand new, shiny, 8,000 capacity seater stadium in its place. 
Now, when I first saw that, my immediate thought was, why do we need an 8,000 capacity seater stadium when we're averaging 1,000 per match? But Damien went on to explain, and, and, and the representatives from the various groups that were there, they had the waterfront neighbourhood and so on, so, um, they went on to explain that, obviously, we, it's about ambition, number one. It's about club sustainability, number two. Well, number one will be club sustainability, self-sustainability. Um, and <clears throat> although they're saying an 8,000-seater stadium, that doesn't necessarily mean it's an 8,000-seater or capacity of 8,000 viewing, public, watching the uh, the football. It incorporates people within the infrastructure of the ground, of the of the the new new ground, functions, events, that kind of stuff, with the capacity to comfortably hold eight thousand people. David did say it may be less than that. You know, when when it, this is day one of a long, long period of consultation, planning, approval, etc., 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 and as we know. Plans can change very, very rapidly. We've only got to look at um, the plans that were put in place a few years ago when they told us they were going to redevelop the existing stadium and they're going to put a hotel on on it and uh, all sorts of fancy stuff. I remember Dave Archer saying there was going to be retail outlets uh, there as well and everything else. So I did, you know, you do have to approach this with a, a little bit of trepidation. But also, when you listen to what these guys said last night, it sort of makes perfect sense, right? The bottom line is that we are we are funded, supported by one person, the doctor. And if the day ever comes when he says... Do you know what? Why am I putting a million? Why am I losing a million pound a year, or a one point six million, or at some at one point it was two point five, wasn't it? A few years ago, two point five million pound a year into a, 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 a an entity that has no realistic chance of ever repaying me back. Because if you if if you run the club on its current footprint. It's never going to be a profit maker. It's never going to break break even. It's always going to lose. It's always going to lose financially. And just how long do investors invest without, you know, any, anybody who's got half a business brain or any an ounce of common sense will go, I'm not just going to pour money down the drain and see nothing in return for my investment. I need I need to see something. We're, firstly, we had the five-year plan to get us into the Football League, and unfortunately, that hasn't happened for reasons that we've discussed on here, and I'm sure you've all discussed amongst yourselves, some reasons that we understand and other reasons that make us quite angry. Um, but anyway, you can't 
change the past. And the past is that we didn't achieve that five-year plan. We haven't achieved it. We haven't got near to it since. And as it stands currently, we, we are in the same position pretty much on paper that we were when the doc first took over. You know, we're, 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 we're in the National League South. That's not to say that I think we're better than that because I, th- I do I do think we're better than that and I think we were unfortunate not to, not to uh, not to go up this this season we were unfortunate in the way that we were relegated previously with a 0.002 of a point we were unfortunate the way that the games panned out in the playoff when we were in the national league and had the nearest we've ever got to, to get into the football league. So, you know, I've, I've moaned on here about, you know, we haven't gone any further forward and et cetera, et cetera, and people have pointed out, it's been quite rightly, that, well, we have moved forward, it's just that we moved back again, unfortunately. But we did progress, and we did almost get to the, to the EFL, and who's to say that, you know, in a season or two's time, we can't be knocking on that door again. So this business with the club, these developers, the plan is to, to <clears throat> as I say, re- knock, the, knock, knock the old ground down and start again. And when you see the plans, you'll understand what I'm talking about here. So if you can picture the ground as it is now, it runs lengthways parallel almost with... Uh, with London Road, when you come down Stowbridge Hill and as you're approaching the traffic lights um, up, up into to go into um, the holy city of Swanscombe and, and beyond. The plan is to pretty much keep the ground on its original footprint position, but turn it, what looked like on the plans, 90 degrees. So... It's running, instead of running along London Road, it's running adjacent to London Road towards the river. Um, And the plan is to buy the land, to purchase or acquire the land around the ground, going down as far as the traffic lights I could see at where the industrial estate is there, um, where Barney Sands is didn't look to me to be touched, but to the right of it, to where, where the houses are and what used to be Britannia Led and Baxter Fell, um, places like that, it's going to be acquired amongst the development. They're going to build hotel, a, a, a 200-room hotel. There's going to be sort of parkland, greenland, with walks and cycle tracks, Um the plan is to build 3,500 houses on that land. It also goes the other way, the other side of the ground. It will go up almost what looked to me like you're almost touching Wallace Park as well. And it will go down as far as the river. Uh, and they, they plan to make like a riverside uh, marine, a walk, like a, like a harbour walk along the front of the river, um, leisure facilities, 
retail facilities. Uh, uh, Damien was talking about having stuff like, uh, you know, <clears throat> he wants to. He said he wants to put back into the community. He doesn't just want to be seen. That, uh, these guys don't want to be just to be seen as property developers that are building just. just oh, I mean, there's, not, there's going to be offices as well. By the way, um, we're talking about a forty-five acre site. That's what they mentioned uh, last night. But the, D- Dennis uh, Damien was saying that. You know, we don't just want to be building this for the sake of it. He said, we understand that there has, we have to, we have to be putting stuff back into the community, which is why he said we want to put medical facilities where you can get the best medical treatment. And uh, I understand that, by the way, that that's not readily available to everybody if you can't see a GP, but not everybody's got hundreds and hundreds of pounds in their pockets to go and pay privately. I do understand that, but <clears throat> but this is what he was saying. Um, there's going to be mixed views on this from people. There was mixed views in the room when when the floor was opened for questions regarding, uh, you know, what do you what do you think? Somebody mentioned about the the, the demise of the industrial units and industry the industry around the ground that's always been there and you know but time moves on my this is i'm going to give you my opinion on this and it is my view you you might agree with it and you might not agree with it i don't think this is going to cost the club anything financially right number one this is all part of a deal of uh for the developers hedge fund finances and, you know, people with far more money than I've ever gotten, far more expertise in doing these things. Damien did say that he has been involved in this kind of project before and it's been very, very successful, which is why he wants to see it, wants to do it here. The The main focus for me as a football fan of, of Ebbsfleet United is I want to see my club continue and to go on, and this is what Damien, the point he was making, by a, by going by doing this, you're going to have a eight thousand seater stadium that's going to be functional three hundred and sixty five days of the year. It's not just going to be a football stadium; it's going to be an events stadium it's with which incorporates bars and retail units and puts on. Um, concerts obviously not on the same scale that the O2 does because it's not going to be on that scale but think of think of that kind of thing on a, on a, on a smaller scale um, it's, it's going to be available for corporate functions private hire weddings all, all that kind of kind of stuff and all of these things will generate an income 365 days of the year it will be generating money the surrounding area with the retail units will be generating money and generating footfall which is incredibly important isn't it footfall just to raise awareness of the football club you can imagine this beautiful um complex that they're building in terms of the, the infrastructure around it i appreciate there's issues that need to be talked about the roads and everything else right but think about it right you got a destination coming from Ebbsfleet Station directly 
to to this 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 development. You've got you're twenty minutes from London, so either way you've got the attractiveness of people buying the properties here. So close to Epsley International, so close to London. You've also got the attraction of people who want to come from London to have a look at this super new uh, new attraction. Um, if it you know if it happens. If it happens, it is a long, long way off. My view is, let's do it. Let's go for it. If you, I'm old school like yourselves, right? I, I've, I've been supporting this club long enough since I was a child, some time away, and then some, and then back again for the last fifteen to odd years, whatever it is, twenty years. And yeah, we all have an affiliation and an affection for Stonebridge Road Stadium. Of course we do. But times move on. And if you don't move with the times, if you don't progress, if you if your mind doesn't allow you to see the common sense in it, you know, you get stuck where you are, you'll you'll just keep doing what we got and <clears throat> I mean, the new stand, and, and, and people are going to say, well, what a waste of money that was, £5 million spent on a new stand that's going to be demolished. Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe. But it's not £5 million wasted if it brings in X amount of millions of pounds over the next, you know, over the years that it's there and sustains our club and saves our club. Because the fact is the club can't stay as it is without doing something different. It can only stay as it is all the time we've got the doctor putting in the money or someone else putting in the money. And we know how close we came. Or them years ago, at the end of my FC, we came to within hours of no longer having a club. And I don't want, I don't want that uncertainty again. I, lo I love my club. I want my club to be... I want my club's future to be certain. And I think sometimes, although it may stick in your throat, some of the ideas, sometimes you, it's a bitter pill to swallow and you've got you've to just suck it up and take it. Of course, we're all, you know, the, the, you, the locals amongst us, I was, I was raised in Swanscombe, people from Norfleet and Gravesend that have been going down the club for, uh, the, 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 the club for years and years since they were kids. We remember, we remember at the club fondly, as, as it as it was. And I'm sure if you speak to Tottenham fans, they will tell you the same. And I'm sure if you speak to, well, many fans of of, of clubs, grounds have moved, or taken new shape. Throughout history, of course, there's always a. Uh, there's always a battle with yourselves and there's a battle that some people don't want change. They don't like change. They like it how it was. And I'm sure there are some people that don't even want to go up to the Football League. There will be some people that don't want to go up to the, champ to, to the uh, Champions League. That was a nice stream. Uh, don't want to go up to the, um, to the National League even. They're quite happy to stay where they are. Well, that's fine if that's what you want. Damien said, if that's what you want, we can do that. We can always play, you know, in this tier. If you want, with no ambition ever, 
to go anywhere anywhere else. I don't want that. Since I was a kid, since I first set foot in that ground with my dad when I was six years old, 54 years ago, 53 years ago, as I grew watching the club, all I ever wanted, my dream, my dad's dream was the same, was to see this club achieve Football League status. And with an 8,000-seater stand and the facilities and the infrastructure around it, it's going to attract, I would say, it's going to attract better players. It's going to be an attractive proposition for a, a player to come to. Look at our ground now, let's be honest. We've got a £5 million stand, which to me is an eyesore. It's never worked. It's never done what it was built to do. It was, it was poorly designed. And, you know, it looks better from the outside than it does from the inside. It's not very workable f for, the, for the fans that sit in those seats with the roof so high that when, when, you know, somebody spits on the other side and you all get wet. That's how it is. You've got the plough end and as fond as everybody is about the, the plough end, it's the heart of the club. It's, the, you know, the, the young boys and girls that go there, behind the goal there. Yeah, it's nice, but look at the state of it. It's falling down. The concrete is seems to be condemned many, many years ago. You've got these dirty old seats there that, that are faded in the sun and, and what have you. It's just very tired. The Swanscombe end, wide open. Nothing else there, is there? It's not covered in. There's no facilities there. There's nothing apart from a few metal railings to lean on to watch the, the game on a Saturday afternoon whether you're home or away and then you've got the old wooden stand which as Damien pointed out last night realistically he said I don't know how it gets passed every year he said realistically it's not fit for purpose it's only a matter of time before the health and safety and the fire brigade and people like that say, you know what, you can't use that stand anymore. Then what is it? It's just a white elephant, isn't it? An unusable stand in a very tired ground. A ground that's full of history. But it's seen better days. The best part about the ground is the pitch. And this is the point that Damien made. He said, I understand people have got an affinity with the pitch. And I understand, he said, that it would be wrong to relocate the ground somewhere else, a mile up the road or 20 miles up the road. Of course it would. People's relatives have had their ashes scattered on that pitch, on that turf. So it would be wrong to dig all that up and build on it. So what he wants, so whilst... Part of the pitch will be lost. Most of the pitch or some of the pitch he intends to be saved by simply turning the ground around at 90 degrees on its, on its footprint that is still there. So maintaining 
the memory of those that have passed, those loyal supporters that have passed and still given us a sense of, yeah, this is still our club, this is still, we're still here, we ain't going nowhere. So for me, as it stands at the moment, I'm in. Sold. Sold it to me. I'm in. I'll be interested to know what you guys think. Um, the plans are open, and Damien made a point of saying this last night. The plans, he said, are, are, we've got nothing to hide. He said, we want, we want feedback. We want to know what you guys want. And we want to know what you want included in this. Because at the moment, it's, it's very early days in a planning it's a planning process at the moment, yeah? They've had meetings with um, Gravesham Council, or apparently, Gravesham Council, should I say, uh, have apparently been very, very welcoming and very open to this. The, you know, they, they, are, they are totally on board. So that's good. So there's a, one hurdle over. The next hurdle, or not, not even a hurdle, he said, we want to incorporate what you, the supporters, and, and the locals around this area want. What would you want included they want stories. This is what the, the, one of the developers was saying. He said, we want stories from supporters and locals of, of you know, stories about the Blue Circle and stories about Britannia Lead and the, the industries that used to be around, the, around here and the river fleet that runs adjacent somewhere to the ground, doesn't it? Under the, under the Not directly under the ground, but close by it. And they want to, you know, they want ideas of what they can put there to, to keep the heritage, if you like, to build build on it and, and not lose touch completely with everything. And it is major. This is, this is major. It's a major change for everybody. Not least the local people that just live around that may not even be interested in a football club. They couldn't give a toss whether there's a football club there or not. There's going to be objections, isn't there? Another three and a half thousand houses going up. There's two thousand houses being built just up the road as well. I asked Damien last night, I said, Where so you're talking five and a half thousand houses? Where are these kids gonna go to school? Where are they gonna go to school? He said. Do you know what? We'll build a school. We'll build a primary school for these we we want we want to be making this environment a better place. We want to be making this local area. We want to put it on the map. We want to make it a place where people want to come and they want to live and they want to spend their money and they want to take their kids to uh, whatever it is, whatever it is, to a concert down at the stadium at the whatever stadium may be called then. Oh yeah, let's go down to the Riverside. What is it called? Riverside Harbour, was it? Or waterfront? The water. Let's go down to the waterfront neighbourhood, to the stadium down there. Oh, they got um, I don't know whoever it is playing down there tonight. There's twelve thousand people going to be there. If if you take the eight thousand capacity plus, you know, a boarded pitch, and you can put. There's going to be could be festivals. There could be all sorts of stuff. For me, I think it's very exciting. I might change my view as time goes on. But the point that, that, that uh, Damien and, and these guys were saying was that come down to the ground, 
It's going to be, all the plans will be on display down at the ground um, up until, I think he said September. I don't, I'm not sure whether he said the end or the beginning of September, but you've got at least two months, if you like, to go and have a look, to put your your views forward to discuss it. I think the whole process, they're talking about an eight-year project here. Part of that is going to be ground sharing. It's going to have to be ground sharing. The question was asked, who are we going to ground share with? I don't know yet, he said. There's many opportunities here. You might share with a another club like Dartford or Welling or even Chatham Town or someone like that. Or you might you might try and keep it more local and purpose build something locally that when they finished could be given and put back into the community for another sporting club of some kind. There's lots of there's lots of avenues. So that's all I'm gonna that's all I wanted to tell you about that. That's thirty minutes I've been banging on about this, so I'm not I'm not gonna bore you anymore with it. That's 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 my that's my view. That's pretty much what was said last night. I I sort of compacted everything into into thirty minutes. Uh if you, I had to vote on this now, yes or no, my finger's going to go on the yes button. I'm in. and uh, But I'm sure there'll be lots of slips along the way and lots of things that will come up. And it may not ever happen. Who knows? Look at look at the London, this London theme park that was going to happen, which who knows whether that will happen now. And as I said at the beginning of this, Look at the look at the stuff that was promised us before. That hasn't happened. Damien did make a point about the hotel, for example. He said, "Do you not think there's a reason why I've held back and held back on the hotel?" He said, "Because it's not right. It's not right. It doesn't work." He said, "The plan was for the hotel. To me, he said, looking at it, it was at a cost to the to the fleet supporters." He said, "That can't be right. Let's build something bigger and better." that makes a better experience for the fleet supporters and a better experience for the people of the local area and the surrounding area. So there you go. That's, that's, that's my comments and views on the announcement. Um, I'm sure there'll be lots of stuff going forward. What else have we got to talk about? So obviously, <coughs> close, fit, close, the close season um, has probably been one of the busiest close season periods that I can remember for many, many years in terms of outs and ins and new contracts. And again, I mean, just I'm going to run through this very, very briefly and I've probably missed some people out here, so I'm sure you'll remind me. But from what I can work out, out go Toby Adebayo, Krasnicki, Lee Martin, Mekki, Michael West... Uh, Will Wood, Alfie Egan, Caraman, um, Molden has gone to Solihull Moors. We've offered new contracts to, and they've signed new contracts, should I say, not offered. So these are confirmed. Ben Chapman, happy with that. Jake Paxman, I'm happy with that. Cole Thurst, yeah. Elliot Romain, I'm happy with that. Solly, definitely happy with that. He still he can still do a job. Cundall, Greg Cundall, Mon Louis, Franklin Dummy, Alex Finney, 
Dominic Polion, Christian Engerson, uh, midfielder, Harrison Firth, 18-year-old goalkeeper, almost 19, uh, his second season from the academy. It's good to see players coming through from the academy, isn't it? Because the more we see players coming from the academy and progressing into the into the first team, the more people will want to come to the academy. And Chris Hay, goalkeeper, 25 years old, um, is signed a new contract. And then we've got some new signings. So we've got Josh Wright, uh, 400, over 400 league appearances, brother of Towie star Mark Wright, who's not a bad little player himself, if I, my memory uh, strikes me, semi-pro. Uh, Amari Sterling-James, a winger. A winger. So we're going to start playing more wide play, crossing the balls in. Luke O'Neill, a right back, 300 English Football League appear over 300, I believe, English Football League appearances. Um, he's played for Wimbledon and the Jills, so comes with a pedigree. Happy with that. Hayden Hollis, now this is the one that pleased me the most. Hayden Hollis, centre back, six foot four. Just what we were lacking, in my opinion. We needed a big strong centre-back. He's come from Chesterfield. Um, I'm really hoping that he's going to be the missing link. Mark Cousins, another goalkeeper we've signed from Bromley. There's three keepers on the books. Uh, and, uh, of course, the, the big announcement was the return of the Mac. Darren McQueen comes back to play for Epsleet United. We know he was a, a, a prolific goal scorer. He's going to come back in a slightly different role now. So he said himself he won't be scoring as many goals, but hopefully he's going to be making lots of goals. So <clears throat> pretty pleasing, I think, the the, uh, the movement that's uh, gone on in this last few weeks. And it all, it's all happened, you know, in in a short space of time. I've got to say, that squad is looking very, very tasty to me. And I think, I wouldn't, I, I, do you know what? Stick a crafty little fiver at the beginning of the season on Epsley United to win automatic promotion at the end of, the, end of this season. That's how confident I am. All things are good so far. You've got to start off well, haven't you? I might be in about six weeks, seven weeks time, I might be saying... What a load of rubbish these players are. I hope I'm wrong. What else has gone on? Sticking with football, there's been a lot of movement with the development of the women's teams that we've got, um, right from the ages, I think, I think under eights or under sevens, is it? Um, right up right up to, to, to adult. So that's great. Again, it's, it's another development... Um, pushing the profile of the club, making it desirable and professional uh, sports club that people will want to come to. Uh, and one more football thing. Oh. Uh, another friendly. So we've got a friendly, we've got Punjab United on Friday. And then they've just announced today, I saw, literally five minutes before I started recording this, podcast 
Uh, Herne Bay on the 30th of July. Uh, a friendly kickoff 3pm. So that's good as well, isn't it? Non-football stuff. Oh, oh sorry. No, no, sorry, let's stick, stick with football stuff. Um, fixtures. The fixtures came out yesterday. Good timing as well for the... Uh, so we had the fixtures come out at 9 o'clock yesterday morning. We had the meeting yesterday evening with regards to the uh, the development and of the, the future of the ground and the club. Uh, I've had a brief look at the fixtures. Nothing really jumped out at me to think, oh, I know, it's tough ones here. Uh, obviously, as we expected, the Christmas fixtures are going to be Dartford home and away. No big surprise there for me. Uh, our first game is against Chippenham Town on the 6th of August at home. So it's nice to get a good uh, home home start uh, and then we go away to Weymouth the following Saturday disappointed with that really I was hoping that the Weymouth fixture would come the away Weymouth fixture would come a little bit later in the season so that we could plan our um, annual lads weekend away uh, but it's a bit too it's a bit too early to be honest I've only just be coming back from my holiday uh, and then we go that's on the 6th and then on the Tuesday the seaside crawl continues uh, sorry, that's the sorry. The first game is Chippenham on the sixth, and then the following Saturday we're away to Weymouth, and then that the, the following Tuesday, the uh, the as I said, the seaside rendezvous continue with on the sixteenth away to Eastbourne. So two fixtures there, which really I would have preferred to have been a little bit later in the season. But hey ho, the one I am looking forward to, which may, uh, which which may be a good one for those of you who are looking for an excuse to have a weekend away, the first of April, which is the week I think it's the weekend before Easter, is away to Taunton. So if you like your if you like your your cider, and want to have a trip away to a club that I've never, a ground that I've certainly never been to. Um, the Fleet Trust, I did speak to John, who's the chairman of the Fleet Trust last night, briefly, and I suggested to him that it might be a good idea to arrange that as the annual uh, Beano away, and he was in full agreement. So he said he's going to be looking into that over the course of the next few days, uh, where he's going to sort of eye up prices for travel lodges and premier inns and that kind of stuff and locality to the ground, etc., etc. And for those of you that have never come along to a weekend away with the Fleet Trust, you know, you're not, it's, it's a good weekend away. It's, we have our little crowd that we, we stick to. We have a good few drinks. We have some belly laughs. We have some food and not forgetting that there's a football match going on as well. So it's definitely worth, uh, considering planning if you plan on a weekend you want to get away with the wife and the kids there you go there's your chance trust me you'll come back saying i want to do that again next year because that was good fun i've not had a bad one yet we've had bad results but i haven't had a bad uh, bad weekend away obviously it's down to the people you're with and it's down to your friends that you're with and the company but in general yeah it's it's pretty it's it's pretty good uh what else have we got not a lot else to tell you. Uh, obviously, rugby comes to the fleet, doesn't it? They played. Uh, they played one match 
uh, where they had London Broncos. We hosted London Broncos against the Sheffield Eagles. Apparently, it was a really, really good game. I'm not a rugby man, so I, I really don't know whether it was a good game or not. All I know is it's a load of men chasing an odd-shaped ball around and hugging each other. But anyway, that's my opinion. Um, but it's coming again. Uh, this time, it's going to be against Championship Rugby League Featherstone Rovers on the 10th of July. So if you fancy a little bit of alternative sport, it's going to cost you £15 if you're an adult, £12 if you're a concession, and if you're a child like I am, it's going to cost you a pound. And that, my friends, I think is about, about it. I've got nothing else to really talk about. Just exciting stuff going on on the pitch with the new signings. I'm excited about the season ahead. I'm excited about um, the prospect. And I'm excited about the events that are happening possibly off the pitch. But as I said earlier, it's day one of a long, long journey with planning, process, consultations but do me a favor get yourselves down now have a look at the plans make your own minds up don't be led by me you might hate it you might hate everything about it and if you do let Damien and the club know because it's important that's it I don't think I've got anything else to tell you I hope you've enjoyed this podcast as I always say please leave me some feedback whether it's by a direct message on Facebook Messenger or or you want to, if you've got my number, if you want to WhatsApp me or if you want to leave me something on Twitter. Obviously, I've got my own Twitter um, page now, which is Fleet Die Hard. Um, leave a comment or two. Let me know what your views are. Let me know what you think of this podcast. Let me know what you think of the the, the plans for the club. Let me know what you think about the plans for the the, the forthcoming season. How do you think we're going to do? Do you think we're going to struggle? As I said, I believe you should be putting your money where your mouth is now and saying, walk into Ladbrokes or William Hill or online, your online betting, other other betting sites are available and say, I want to put £5 or £1 or 50 pence even on Epsley United to win automatic promotion from the National League South into the National League at the end of this season and from there on, we will go on to bigger and greater things. That's it. I'm done. I'm out of here. Have a good... I'm on holiday, by the way, now for the next two weeks. So you're not, certainly not going to hear from me for the next two weeks. I'm going off to... Flying off to uh, hot and sunny Greece. Can't wait for that. So I should be keeping an eye on the results of the uh, the friendlies. And I'm sure my friends will be texting me to tell me the results uh and i'm looking forward to that too so stay safe folks uh, don't get too near to anybody because there's a bit of a spike with the with the covid so be careful be safe be good and most of all up the fleet <laughs>